0: know thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on the journey to find oneself our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures self-knowledge with your host daniel powinski and eduardo manteca this is the know thyself podcast all right good morning welcome to the myself podcast I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And uh, here we go, man. Yeah, right? I love our morning podcasts. Um, So last week, we mentioned some of the things we were going to bring up in the last month of 2021, especially with the Bible series. And more specifically, we brought up um, the study of Lucifer. And we decided to put that off for just a second because it's a lot of information. And it's actually one of those episodes that we've talked about this before you can make a whole like little series on lucifer right um but one thing that we decided to to turn our attention towards is something that's very important especially in our society right now and in all societies throughout time especially in times of war and unprecedented um circumstances and just sort of turmoil and that's uh, um really understanding what rituals are and the purpose of a ritual and the purpose of a routine and how good it is for us to have a better understanding of what makes them not just unique to the organization or the individual that follows a ritual or a custom uh, on the daily, but how it really alleviates individuals from possible anxiety that they have from so many things happening all at once. And throughout history, you'll know that, you know, rituals, whether they're magical rituals or the rituals that you've learned through the Freemasons or anything that you've understood, I mean, the reason for their existence for the most part are to keep this alignment, this alignment within you and therefore – uh, the 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 consequence of what happens in the external from that, mm-hmm. and so um I could be way off in what I'm saying to you, but that's something that I kind of had an understanding of with rituals. Even um being raised as a Roman Catholic, you know, like the things that we did and the things that we didn't do, um you can find that in in all religions on when they tell you what brought them solidar- solidarity of like the rituals that they have embarked on in times of chaos mm-hmm. you know even just like um just a meditation and a mantra in the morning um and making that um something you do on a daily or the things that we've brought up before in like the 12 s- steps for living in jordan peterson right talks about basic things that you never would understand um how it would improve your life when they're just based off a ritual you know um not so much information you've never heard of you know a lot of people will, will read that book of that he has or other individuals who have these sort of paths towards enlightenment but really it just comes down to repetitiveness and uh coming down to to understanding why you're doing something um and the way you're doing it you know right um i hope that i'm gonna make that makes sense um but yeah yeah man
1: no great introduction and i think you know, the first thing you have to encounter when you even think about the esoteric significance of a ritual is that our whole life is a ritual. Right. Okay, and so even the aspect of brushing our teeth, combing our hair, this is all a ritual aspect. How you wake up in the morning, how you go to bed, how you think about yourself, how you relate with other people. Mm-hmm. This is all a ritual aspect. And what we're going to do is kind of look to utilize the aspect of inspiration to kind of empower our daily rituals to really help progress this self-enfoldment of the self and really kind of adding magic to even the daily rituals of surviving in our shared external environment, which has its own rites of passage. Totally. You go through your own rites of passage as you do in your society, as you do in your own inward spiritual development, okay? It's the micro and the macro kind of making its way out. And so we're gonna kind of discuss rituals from a lot of different lenses today. We're gonna talk about like the daily ritual and how important that is to be conscious of this. Mm -hmm. Because what the ritual really does is it puts you in almost this role of Pluto, where you become the creator and the destroyer of patterns. And what the ritual does lets us kind of really add some inspiration energy to not only put the right patterns into our life, but also to go through the, destru- the ritual of destruction of negative patterns, right? Right, and so that's going to be kind of that daily lens of how we're looking at. And then we're going to kind of take it a-, a step further and talk about magical rituals and what that means and what you're kind of how you're kind of dancing with the seasons and you're really aligning yourself to something bigger when you kind of partake in these organized magical rituals, um, and you know, and even talk about how how important it is to create this with your own perspective and your own personality and why the the ritual really has to be kind of customized to the life. And it might have a very distinct beginning and end, just like our life does with like birth and death, right? Those are Those are rites of passage that we really don't have much control over. Mm-hmm. It's just that process. Well, that in between, that life that lives between, there's a lot of free will in there. And that's kind of even how we're gonna look at setting up magical rituals is usually there's going to be a very clear beginning and a b- very clear ending to the ritual. But in the moment in there, that's really where we kind of add a little bit of free will that kind of helps empower and really helps push these patterns from our subconscious into kind of creation and bringing out into the world sure. and kind of to the son of they. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know? and absolutely. so. Um, So I guess to kind of get that started, let's start with the daily ritual of life and how important and what we can kind of utilize these rituals for. You know, Um, if we're an individual who might be a little bit disheveled and maybe we kind of have everything in placement, well, we kind of put organization as part of this ritual and we almost see this cleanliness as godliness, Mm -hmm. And we actually kind of empower ourselves. And so it's almost like what's kind of unique about these rituals and taking it into our, you know, immediate five sense reality is what the ritual does is it kind of, it kind of almost pulls like what that golden key was that we were talking about. Correct. So if we are an individual, and it could be even in our natal chart that says like, hey, you're, you're kind of a messy individual, like, you know, stuff gets disheveled. Well... It might be kind of hard for us to just kind of call in ourselves here, um, because this is kind of our astrological makeup. And so just like in the Golden Key, you know, you're calling in for that higher power to kind of help understand this and bring guidance to this situation. Um, and that's kind of what you do when you empower a ritual with more of a spiritual aspiration and kind of call on the higher powers to help you know, accomplish whatever it is that you need to do, whether it's cleaning up after yourself, whether it's waking up to go to the gym early, maybe it's even just to getting that that courage enough to be able to take cold showers in the morning, which can be really, really beneficial for you, right? So it pushes you to do the things that you might not so wanna do, um, but this is such a huge aspect in this esoteric development, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and what we're really approaching here is that true utilization of the will to do the things that you don't want to do, you know? Like, I don't want to have to eat every four hours for energy, right? It kind of gets in the way, you know, it's co- it, there's all these sacrifices that kind of have to make it, you know? Um, but I have to for food, like I need that, like we need to brush our teeth. We might not have the most fun when we're brushing our teeth, but it's, it's very important for... The, ma- the maintenance of the individual physically, right? Well, mentally and spiritually, that's kind of how rituals work as well. It's gonna be for the, the foundation and that really that setup of, of the self so it can really
0: kind of go through this blossoming experience. Absolutely. Yeah, I think having a, the ability to remove the routine that you're stuck in, um, that you lean on to, that is probably the easiest path and having a way to add in something of a i would say like a new like say for me at least um, when i when i wake in the morning i have the days that i feed my plants all right and so it's not so much an arduous task to get up and and feed all the plants but it's the plants need me to water them and to kind of pay attention to each you know of the of the plants that i have in my house as to see how they're doing and so rather than putting an arduous task on myself on the daily, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I go through the house and I just look at the plants with With that, and it, it just gives me, by default, a break. It gives me a break from everything. Like, I don't check phone messages, I don't check emails, I'm not anywhere in the electronic world, nor am I like facing myself in any mirrors either. Like, I'm not like, oh, what, I'm just focused on that one um, aspect, and I think that what comes after that is is the benefit that you get in the, in the external? Is that what you're doing in for that one moment in time? So whether it's the maintenance of your body or it's like the maintenance of your house, um, there's something that's like sort of removed from what you do on the daily that you don't catch, you know, like I kind of struggle with the whole idea of breakfast, you know, I really do. And then unfortunately I end up paying for it later in the day because the day goes by so fast that then I haven't eaten all day. No huevos, huh? Yeah. No huevos rancheros. Okay. That, that's the best. They are, they are the best. And so, um, but, but I am very vigilant of my dinner and I've always been very vigilant of what I say before I go to bed. And so I always wake up, uh, the, the, like for instance, let me dial this all back. One thing I changed about my life a long time ago is every morning I woke up, and I still do this. And every morning I do wake up when my eyes first open, and I realize it's the day, like it's the next day. I just say thank you. I just that's all. So I don't put a lot of pressure on myself on this routine. I don't put myself on through a lot of pressure on this sort of ritual. But I but I made it a. a A main focus of when I open my eyes, I'm like, I didn't have to wake up today, but yet I'm here again. So I'm here again to serve. And if I can find a way to serve, just let me know. And if I'm not doing a good job at it, I hope that today will show me something um, where I might be lacking in that. And just that alone just changes my perspective of whatever falls into my lap for the rest of the day you know what i'm saying so absolutely i think what i was really trying to say in all of that is that i feel like sometimes people misunderstand the routine or the ritual as like something of this sort of immense size where they're like oh i need to like you know like you were saying talking about going to the gym but i like that w- what you said is just as simple as brushing your teeth you know and it's like yeah like start there and then sort of let the rest of the day um Go by after that that first half hour, you wake up and do these little things to yourself. Or if you like, d- don't do anything before you start the day and walk your dog in the morning. It's not that hard. You're going to do that at one point. But if you do, st- you know, make that time for yourself, you'd be surprised how much more will occur in that day for your un- own unfoldment yeah. instead of just being in, um, I guess, in an autonomic state. That's what i was going to say. A lot of people do everything autonomically. And that's not part of the ritual. It's yeah. like, you're just like, oh, like, I guess I, this is, a Well, that's up. when
1: it's a routine and it's not a ritual, exactly. right? Yeah. And I think maybe that's, that's almost like the debate where, not the debate, but the, the separation, it's almost like coincidence with synchronicity. Yeah. You know, it's just a deeper understanding of kind of looking at this patterns. And, you know, one thing as we're kind of approaching this and, you know, we started the season with this conversation and I think we're going to kind of come back to this, but what this ritual does is it's an organization of your time, right. and you know spiritually, when you really start looking at an enlightened individual and you start talking about even like the quote unquote powers to be, well, why are they so powerful? They have a very good understanding of how time works, and they understand how to utilize their time, and they waste no time, absolutely no time. This is this is the land for creation. Okay, this is again, this is why they're kind of making all these like new fake realities that we put over our eyes right. because it's trying to hide from the aspect that you are a creator in this realm and you have this infinite amount of potential to create and kind of manifest the evolution of consciousness. And that's, that's really where we kind of need to, to kind of lean this on, but it's this understanding of time. Okay. There's a reason why the clock hypnotizes you. And because we're all hypnotized by time and we give our time away, that's literally what we get paid for is our time and our energy, right? That's literally what, how we actually create stuff to be able to purchase stuff. It's that sacrifice that we have to give. We don't approach time like the ancients or highly in, um, enlightened individuals. And that's going to be part of... Your spiritual development and a barometer of where you are on your spiritual development is your deep understanding of time, following the patterns of life, going with the flow of the river, understanding the seasons, going with these rituals and these rites of passage that the solar system is going through, you yourself partaking in those rites of passages. This is why they've kind of muddled Christmas. This is why they've muddled Halloween, because we're not taking ourselves through these rituals anymore. We're going through routines. Right. Oh, we buy candy cuz kids come to the store come to the door and we just kind of throw candy into their bag. That's a routine. There's why are we giving away candy? Oh, I don't, I don't know why we're giving away candy. No, there's there's actually a reason. It's a ritual that we're going through. Okay? And so we we've used this modern term of routine to kind of take the significance, okay? Because remember, the ancient world dealt with meaning. The modern wheel world deals with emotion. That's something that Manly P. Hall kind of illustrated for me once, and I've never let go of that understanding because that's exactly where we find ourselves, and it's kind of a motion-focused society. So routine gets pushed to the surface, and we have to have these routines, and we do, but what we want to do is we want to just kind of approach them from this mystical over-self, this higher self, and we're going to start to see our routines as rituals, Exactly, you know, and And just taking that whole ritual of life and understanding that this is the rite of passage that we're on. And, you know, even that aspect, and we spoke about this before, but everything in the universe responds to love, right? Make that part of your ritual. Like, when was the last time you walked into a new room and you thanked that space and you thanked it for welcoming you? Like... You have no idea how the house will actually respond to you. When you're walking through the forest, you're walking through the tree's homes. You should probably announce yourself and thank for the the company. You know, you should be thankful and kind of give grace to this. Mm-hmm. This is part of a ritual that you put into your life. You're going to make a pattern there that's going to unfold your development, your understanding, your empathy, um, and really kind of get you connected to more source material like that you know, that um, collective consciousness mm-hmm. by opening ourselves and getting even deeper understandings of what this ritual of even being a loving individual is. But just taking that and creating that new pattern um, from as easy as thanking the space that we walk into to, you know, thanking your teeth to, that they stay healthy when you're brushing them so that they um, they can maintain their strength so you can keep digesting
0: food. Right. Right? Right. No, I... I... I completely agree. And one of the things that I think is, is mostly important about the difference between the routine and the ritual is exactly what you said is the meaning that we give it. And so like what I was saying about feeding plants, like for me, I've the thing I value the most and I've had friends stay at my place. um, When they kind of witness my, my, my rituals or my routine, they'll like crash here uh, at the house and they will be like during the week. And then they're like, Oh, this is what you do. I'm like, I just give it meaning. So one of the things that I've done, um, for a long time for me that works is I only play five minutes of guitar. Nobody knows that except for now. Everybody knows that. Um, because I used to put such a high, um, I just had such a high standard to be like, Oh, if I'm going to play, I'm going to play when I feel like playing and I'm going to play for this many hours because like, I don't want to neglect the art of what that is really just like, playing music and having an understanding of like a musical instrument is such a gift. And so I started seeing it from that perspective. So I only do five minutes to 10 minutes a day and it changes the rest of my day because I have a time where I spend those 10 minutes are like gold to me. Like I I respect the 10 minutes. Right. So the rest of the time that I spend in, in my daily routine has an influence from that significance of that morning, uh, you know, little guitar jam that I just do. Mm-hmm. And and it, it creates this thing that you're talking about that I really appreciate you saying is the empathy just kind of becomes a little more obvious on what I am em- empathetic on versus when you're in the routine. It's like, here's my coffee. I've got dressed, didn't have time for this, didn't have time for that. I'm in my car and I'm out the door. And everything else that I do and touch and throughout the day doesn't have the great significance on how I approach an individual or a situation because I'm like, Hey, like I'm just going by, you know, this sort of routine vibe. Mm -hmm. So I'm carrying the vibe of this autonomic person. It's not really me anymore. It's just me doing things that needed to be done versus like really appreciating the time of what you're, you're doing and how you're doing it. And that's where like i found great success for myself in life it's just like what i did in the mornings what i did in the afternoons and when i gave myself time to do these things had an outcome for everything else i did throughout the day right Does that makes sense
1: yeah everything kind of builds on each other exactly you know and i think even when we have spouts of anger we sometimes look at the immediate cause of that anger and think that that's the cause, but no, it was built up on something else, totally. you know, and it's just been, it's just been brewing. And that's where we've seen it kind of externally manifest itself. Um, and so, yeah, man, I love the idea of just recognizing how just one new pattern creation in the day of playing the guitar for 10 minutes changes that opens up that empathy and how unique this is to everybody. Okay, just how unique we are as individuals, what you find in this aspect, nobody can really tell you what this is going to be that you need to do, whether yours is the guitar for 10 minutes a day, you know, whatever that is to each buddy, we kind of have to find that. We kind of have to, again, just to make our lives more magical with that K, you know, and really understand that every moment we are creating and we are here. And this is that present and it's that gift and that's what we're trying to. Express through. And you know, we have this understanding through our past conversations how time is this formative force. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what time wants you to do. It wants you to be a builder for that force. You know, it's got a you know, we talked about it a little bit last week when we were comparing the different kind of astrological systems. Um, but you know, the whole existence here is not just for oneness because we were already at oneness. Right. So we would just go back to our original state. That's that's of course, that's like the end aspect. But there's a there's a defined goal for your soul on this realm. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're going to understand with time and the application of will and willing yourself against time to carve out the individual you need to become. And and that's gonna be this huge aspect that kind of comes with the rituals because what you do is you don't take this as just a giant. Experience, you break it up into little sections and you really become a master of your time. But we have to pull ourselves above the chessboard because if we're stuck in routine, we don't know if we're on the white square or the black square. And we're probably a pawn. Mm -hmm. We're not even a queen, a knight, or anything like that. We're probably just a pawn that gets moved around by our routines. Right. Right. And so what we're trying to do here is not so much become the king or the queen, we're trying to elevate ourselves above that board. We're really trying to get this this deeper insight and this deeper understanding of what time is trying to lead us to. And then once we find our, our direction and our path, we utilize the will to collapse those waves. And the best way to get in touch with that will is to take simple little bites, of creating new rituals, yep, you know, and they, what you're doing is you're you're climbing the ladder to God or oneness through that, and and we need to understand just how important time is, and time is not for the wasting. This is why we're modern man has dealt with distractions. Ancient man dealt with survival, right? This is this is our biggest, this is the biggest threat to us is distractions, falling into routines and not seeing the magic anymore not seeing the angels that are just right above the threshold right right not connect like that ancestral the collective consciousness, all of this energy that's just right beyond that veil well when we get into the v- routine we don't even look and we don't even pierce through that and we get stuck and we kind of and that aspect of the routine kind of sells your soul right because it's you almost get stuck in the cube where there's just pain right and that it's the ritual that enlivens our life, creates inspiration that allows us to accomplish the things we need to do to create those and move those bigger patterns, to move those mountains of our life. Well, it doesn't come with one push. It's, it's a lot of little tiny erosions and movements and water and healing. That's what's going to kind of create up these landscapes that we're, we're kind of looking to create. And so, you know, I love the, I love the examples of how your rituals work and just, and I think this is going to kind of branch it right to this next point of how the ritual is so important to have the imprint of us because us is the collective and our print is the same print as the creator. And to put our print of creation on this ritual of creation is so important. Like when we're talking kind of about like more ceremonial magic and more what you would call like, a magical ritual right
0: right mm-hmm. right no we even had this conversation when we we're talking about um you know even the ceremony of a wedding we had this yeah. conversation about uh, in this society that we're in right now routine has dominated over the importance of what the significance of something being done has it's like oh, sometimes people yeah. are people are kind of skipping that the significance part they're just like well what what does it mean? I mean, is just this, isn't this what we just do? And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not just what we do. It's how we do it and why we're doing it. And people don't want to ask the why or the how they're just right. like, let's just go and do, you know, I guess this is what we have to do. And I meet a lot of individuals in our age group right now who kind of say that I have surrendered to that. So, so yeah, I, I agree. I think that having the ability to separate yourself and understand the, you know, the value of the time that you spend within that ritual whether it's a ceremonial, like I want to get into the, the the magical rituals and like why they were even they even existed. I mean, I know Alan Watts actually has a pretty good lecture on on rituals and their significance. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to to read about um, with with his point of view is just where we lost that and why we lost that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and I I even know with like you know, you just brought up the. In the cultural sense, you brought up Christmas and you brought up, you know, uh, Halloween, but how we all just do this as a routine is very, it's very interesting you say that because you're actually, it's very true. We do, we go about it almost, you know, autonomically. We go, we buy the candy, we do the thing, and then it's like, all right, on to the next, Mm on to the next uh, holiday. But, you know, these moments should be sort of more, in my opinion, should be considered with deeper meaning because it carries through the months that are unfolding to the next ceremony that's coming up. And mm-hmm. there's a connection between the two And we're, we've severed that connection between one and the other. We just go Halloween is Halloween, then there's Thanksgiving, and then there's like Christmas, especially here in, in the States. And then it's it's over and we start all over again and we're left sort of hollowed out because we're just like, well, what just happened? I just did things kind of routinely. I didn't really do them with any kind of you know monumental significance that has – allowed my evolution to to go up a notch, as mm-hmm. you're saying. And I, I like how you're saying to move these mountains. And I think that's a big thing that needs to be talked about is that people put too much pressure on themselves to create a ritual with the mindset of a routine. So I'll say that again. They want the ritual, but they make it into a routine. And the routine then kind of numbs the ritual portion of it. Good or, point. It, it sort of makes this like... I don't know, it's like, don't don't try too hard at it. You know what I mean? Like back to meditating. People are like, oh, I'm gonna start meditating every day. Great, that's great if that works for you. But like, don't forget why you're meditating. Mm-hmm. Don't make it a ritual or don't make it a routine. Understand the importance of what, what you're doing. Because right. Even if you don't know what you're saying in Sanskrit or if you're saying something, it's the vibrational cord in your in your throat that's like giving you the ability to sort of emanate that same vibration outward to the world. Right. You know, you don't have to be like, so um stuck into into just needing to do it as much as it, you just you know why you're doing it right. you should know why you're doing it does that make sense yeah um but anyways go on
1: no man i i i love that and the idea of how we kind of have to stay vigilant on our rituals that they don't fall into routines right. because that's that's super easy to do all of a sudden you you're really praying about your food and putting good energy into it and then it just Becomes this like, oh, I say these, these three lines and yeah. then I just dig in and I'm not really actually sending that intention. Good point. Where, you know, time is the currency and it's what you spend time on and what you pay attention to right. is what you're going to get in this world. And, you know, you can't just, the moment you, the reason why it's a ritual is because it's powered by your emotion, right. which is your energy. Okay, and that's why you have to really visualize a lot in rituals, and that's why ceremonial magic—you're actually visualizing something because what you're doing is you're actually impregnating the subconscious at that moment with an idea, and now the subconscious is going to start attracting events into your life and that thing, um, and making that internal change so you can actually vibrate accordingly to get what it is your your soul's kind of destined to get, Um, and so that's what Mm. we're we're going to kind of see with. see what this ritual and this in this aspect about it um and so you that this ritual to routine is when we lose that passion when we lose that emotional energy behind it 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 loses its fuel it's like the fuel for the experience and when you really use our heart to empower those manifestations um and that's again through this like ceremonial magic ritual or just the ritual of you know our Our morning ritual. Um, And so when we kind of approach the understanding of ceremonial magic, one thing that, um, again, this is gonna depend on kind of the school of ceremonial magic that you belong to, but they do, they have very distinct rituals. And some of them are very concentrated on like step-by-step exactly what you do. Mm. Um, And some of them really just kind of focus on the beginning and the ending and they kind of give guidelines. And so... One of the things that's going to be really unique, because just like your ritual needs to be powered with emotion, you need to really actually believe what you're doing. Right. Um, And so the ritual will have a very distinct beginning and end. Um, just like the rite of passage of birth and death, we don't have any control over that. So to create this birth and create this creation, it has to go through a certain process. And the close it is probably going to be another kind of process, kind of like the death, and it's the death of this creation or the death of maybe this circle that we're in. But the in-between, that's like the dash on your headstone, mm-hmm. okay? Which is so interesting because the two biggest things on your headstone is the year you were born and the year you were dead, you died, mm-hmm. which is so funny because those are the main focus, but you really didn't do much in your activity in either that first year or probably that last year. Right. If it was old age, you know, if it was something like you were Indiana Jones and you had an early, like you were probably doing some pretty badass stuff, right. you know? Um, but for the most part, that's not the biggest part of our story really much is that first beginning and that ending, right? Because that's just the rite of passage. That's just the opening and the closing of that ceremony. But that dash, that dash is everything. right? That's your free will. That's how you were acted with the environment. That's you finding your higher will. You know, that's... The experiences of love, that's the experiences of loss, that's the experiences of getting materialistic things you're wanting, that's the experiences of growing out of the materialistic things that you don't need anymore. Every human experience is in that dash. And it's so funny because we look right past it, you know? And I and I give a big shout out to the person who alluded me to this when I was in the eighth grade which was Jason Beasley from the other side. Big shout out to Jason Beasley. Amazing individual that's no longer with us, but he spoke about this at my sister's graduation. How important the dash is. Um, and when we think of it in this esoteric aspect, let's think of it as the ritual, that beginning and the ending is the the birth date and the birth year and right. the, the, the death date. Um, but in that in-between, we have the power to kind of give it our own emotion. And so whether you're following like an order of the golden dawn to the actual step, um, That might be how it fits for you. But if you have to add a little bit of your own and kind of feel your own feelings when you're doing the ceremonial magic, again, kind of look to the the school you're under. But a lot of schools are going to kind of promote that. Make this unique. It's got to have your imprint because you are the creator working through this. And you've created your own little circle, which is your own little universe, right? And that's what you're doing. And so it would be shocked for you not to put the imprint of the creator in the, in your thumbprint of creation on it. Um, And so you do want to kind of put your own little style to it. Well, it's the same thing as the life ritual. We put our own little style to this. Like one of these aspects of understanding our will is to understand this unique individual that we are. And that's kind of like making itself manifested. And so when we really kind of look at These rituals, these little rituals and the big ritual of life and the different rites of passages that happen from our birth to our death to all those other experiences in between, there's a huge free will potential here, right? We have our birth chart, we have the environment that we're born in that's going to have some resistance, but the biggest factor is always going to be our free will Um, and the the beauty of the creator flowing out through us, that we are the only way to actually express the creator in this unique way. We're the only person who was put here to do that. Like you have a, a very unique aspect of creation that's trying to play through you. Okay. It's going to play through you to uh, adjusting to your life as a ritual. It's not going to be able to play as a routine being kind of part of group think and losing the identity for the the collective you know, the collective, but not the collective unconsciousness and the, the true collective, but this kind of false pseudo-collective that's been right. kind of put in front of us, you know. Um, which is really kind of rotting meat just with flowers covering it. And if yeah. we actually move the flowers, we would see we would see the meat, we would see the trash. Um and so this this rite of passage that we call our life is this ritual. And it's made up of a bunch of little rituals. It's like the micro and the macro. Mm-hmm. And You know, it takes these little steps and that's where all of this is going to happen. You know, we we do, we talk about the alchemical counseling. You know, a lot of times we kind of, people bring up like five or six things that are challenging to them. And it's just like, well, what do I do now? It's like, well, we're going to start with one thing. We're going to just try to find the deepest causal thing. Yes. Because we're going to take it one at a time. Because like, what if the causal factor of your jealousy and your insecurity are the same thing? And maybe your jealousy and your anger are rooted to the same thing. So why don't we just take this, Slow. Right. Let's take this one step at a time and cleanse the rituals, you know, in a in a very progressive way. But the nice thing about that is every day we're able to kind of tap ourselves on the back because we did a little bit better the day before. And that's, and we're all, gonna, that matters, and that's all that matters because this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Spirituality is not a sprint, it's an endless marathon. There's no finish line. You don't want there to be a finish line. If right. you cross a finish line, that means you've lied to yourself and you might have to start all the way back over.
0: Exactly. You know
1: what I mean? Um, I mean you
0: find yourself at the end of the sprint with no meaning. Mm-hmm. And so you missed everything you could have seen along the way of the marathon. And right. you get a lot of people that you meet, and especially like I have met a lot of people that make it to the end of the of the sprint and they're frustrated that there's no meaning. Yeah. And that happens again. I was making that example with, with our Western holidays that we have here is that people are like, oh, I did so much, but I feel for, so unfulfilled. What? Yeah. I'm like, well, wh- wh- why were you doing it? Right. And have you asked yourself that question? And what is the root cause of like needing to do it? And do you need to do that much? Because you may not need to do that much. If the meaning, um, if, if the fulfillment comes from this most simplistic thing, then th- therefore you don't have to do as much as you've put onto yourself. Right. Like you don't have to decorate to... Infinity in order to feel like I did it, you know, to, to to the best ability, to the best of my ability. No, the best of your ability should be like what it fulfilled for you spiritually. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like approaching it from that angle. I think is much more uh, impactful than than the quantity of of what you've done. Or you know, again, back to routines. You know, people really get caught up in that, and they're like, "Well, I'm doing all the things, but it's not having an outcome that I want." And well, what was the meaning behind them? Though? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's got to be a meaning behind why yeah. you're making this, these efforts. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, whether it's like ceremonial magic or it's just like even the acknowledgement of that dash between the day you're born, and the day you die is, is huge. It's just, it's huge to understand what the meaning behind it is. Like what was right. that really occurred in that period of time? Um, what was the meaning behind this one? Uh, event in your life, and were you aware of that? You know, um, some people are just are just going by it autonomically. Again, they're yeah. just sort of plugged into the system, but don't know why.
1: Well, they're hypnotized by the clock, right. and that's why it's you know that's why pocket watches were used in early hypnosis as a symbol. You know, even though you're, it's more than going back and forth. It's that thing. But if you think about in movies when people get hypnotized, it's always the clock going around. Right. or if they're time traveling, it kind of hypnotizes you, and that's exactly what it does. We're all hypnotized by time. And we just it's just passing through us without any concern and any kind of awareness. Mm-hmm. And so what that ritual does is it just pulls you into the moment. Yeah. It, it's very much a, a kind of an Eastern philosophy of that um, presentness, you know, that beautiful presentness that we get in like esoteric Buddhism. Um, and, you know, at the same time that we combined it and we compound it with the Western un- understanding of the will, you know, and with the Western magical system was like hey we're not just here to get back to oneness like we have a certain kind of duty we're the workmen of creation we are the builders and there's a certain kind of structure that we have to create so consciousness can keep its evolution going which is the ultimate role of the white magician the white magician asks for nothing it wants nothing other than to aid in the evolution of consciousness it's the oak tree yeah, Remember the tree that's just like when he's putting all the trees down, the oak tree is just like, God's like, where do you need to go? And he's just like, wherever you need me. And God's like, well, great. I'm putting you freaking everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it right. was rewarded. And so will we. Okay. There's going to be... These rituals are going to create an understanding and a richness about your life that is, can never be matched materialistically. It can never be an app that's downloaded is going to ever satisfy you as much as you being the master of your time. And this is actually what a strong, sovereign male and a strong, sovereign female is, is somebody who is the master of their time, which is the ultimate time is energy, and it's time is currency. So it's how you master this realm is your understanding and your complete in amazement and awement of what time is unfolding for us um, and participating in that rather than resisting it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, the... Yeah, I think that the idea of time, obviously we've talked about this uh, when we're talking about the, in, in regards to the yugas uh, early on into the, into this season, but uh, it's something we should really come back to because I do think that our interpretation of time and how we respect the idea of time is completely misconstrued. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I agree. I agree with what you're saying 100%. Um, having the clear understanding of why you're doing something Uh, and making the time to do it will have great significance in everything else you do that follows.
1: Right. You know, and it's so funny too. Like I was thinking about, um, you know, like Black Friday shopping. And no, I'm not like hating on it. um, But you do talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, I waited for like 12 hours in front of a Best Buy once to save $200 on a TV. And you're like, okay. But 12 hours for two say it was like, yeah, 12 hours for $200, you're like, that's almost, you know, that's just over minimum wage in America. Like, again, that currency is a lot in other states, but with the cost of living here, that's what we consider almost like the minimum. It's pretty close to that. Um, You know, for 12 hours of work, you were making, you know, you didn't actually really make that money because you sacrificed being with your family for this. And like, mm-hmm. how much worth was the time for you to leave Thanksgiving at five o'clock so you could go wait in line at this, you know, this, this box store. Um, and again, no offense to people that have to do that for like their families and they want to award their families. Like that's a great, a great dedication, but you know, that energy, that time with your family is kind of priceless. Even if you're kind of a foreigner in your family, like maybe some of us are, even that time is priceless, but please, I I see the finger gun. So I know you got something to say.
0: No, I I just, I, I I just wanted to add, you're right. Uh, back to the you know, the importance of any ritual has is, its significance and what it really means. And that's why you will find the individual who spent the 12 hours waiting for the TV, buying the TV, then spending at least like two weeks for every person that comes over to their place to telling them, I waited in line for this long and <laughs> yeah, I saved yeah. 200 bucks. Yeah. It's like, that's their repentment for themselves. Yeah. They're like, they don't want to necessarily admit that there was a waste there. So they make it up by making sure that every person that walks through that door, it's like, guess how much money I saved on it? I'm like, Oh, I thought we were just going to watch a movie because this has a great, you know, uh, image on it. Uh Isn't that what you were waiting for? It's like, yeah, but ask me how much money I saved on it. I'm like, okay, how much money did you save on it? Like 200 bucks. And like, you feel impelled or compelled to tell them like, Oh, that's a great saving. I know. And they're so excited for that. And you're like, you know, that that's their way of trying to gain something back. Right. They know that they lost Uh in that time that they just sacrificed away from people that they want to be with. Yeah. I'm like, I I only came over to your house to see you today, but like I'm glad you saved $200, man. Like I'm happy for you, you know? Um, So, so yeah, I think again, back to meaning, you know, with these rituals, what's the meaning behind it? what's, what is it that we're putting ourselves through? Um, And how are we wasting or gaining um, this ability to, to recognize the value of time and what, you know, what you're paying attention to as you, as you like to say. I always thought that was great when you told me, you know, it's what you pay attention to and how you spend your time. And yeah. it, you look at currency completely different as far as the value of the, the breath you have while you're here. You're like, Oh, it's I, everything. Yeah. Like I just don't. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. The, I, I used to feel that when I was a, a child about how we spent our time and my mom would say to me, why are you so impatient? I'm like, cause we're not doing it. like, this is awful. I feel like I'm slapping somebody out there in the universe across the face, By not doing, we're not doing any service to anyone right now. We're just waiting in line to get on this ride here in Disneyland. I was like, this is awful, (laughs) you know? And again, no hate on Disneyland or the Lions on Black Friday. But it is interesting how we've lost that ability to understand the significance of of that time and how we spend it. But, um,
1: you know, and one thing too, man, um, just because you're, um, this conversation is just kind of shooting up some sparks. Um, One thing we didn't really mention too about like the ceremonial magic this is a great subject if you're looking to participate in that. This is a good subject to follow your blood in. You know, look into the cultures that make up you. Right. Um and see what their ceremonial magic connection was because you might have a deep connection, especially if you might have some, you know, 4th house, 8th house kind of activity. Um there could be some there can be some kind of ancestral connection there. And a great way to tap into that is through your blood and what where your you, what your permutation is. Um, but also on the counter of that, because we're in the age of Aquarius and it's such this age of information. It might not just be your blood. There might be some kind of mystical tradition, spiritual understanding that you really vibrate to, and it's not in your blood, but it's because of the varied experiences that consciousness has at this point. Like we spoke about, you're able to participate and understand something that's happening thousands of miles away that maybe you haven't even physically experienced, but you've read books about it, you've you've sensed it, you've heard the music and stuff, and it like talks to you. So you really want to, when you've, you're picking out maybe your ceremonial magic direction whether it's wicca whether it's the golden dawn whether it's the ot whatever it is brotherhood of light make sure it has a deep connection to you don't do anything just because it's you think this is the right one because they're all mm-hmm. the right ones um it just depends on what vibrates with you and you know go to a. Go to a metaphysical store. You know, look at the different kinds of tarot cards. That's a great way to pull you in the direction what tarot cards speak to you. And then that will be, you can follow that direction back to kind of probably their ceremonial magical practices. And some, again, are going to be a little bit more defined instruction-wise and some are going to leave it a, a little bit more open to interpretation. But you kind of just have to check in with yourself where you want guidance on that.
0: Absolutely. You know? That's a, that's a good piece of advice. I agree. You know, I think that, you find individuals who wish they could be part of a ceremony, like say a na- Native American um, ceremonial um, uh, tradition, and they're like, well, I'm not part of that tribe. But it's like, well, the acknowledgement of what makes that beautiful and how they're respecting the sunrise right now Yeah, is part of you connecting to yeah. that. Because they're, they're not denying you from that. They're not yeah. saying like, you must be part of our tribe to have the same right. sentiment that we have for this like moment in time when the sun is rising and, you know, the 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 actual intention we're putting behind it. If you feel it inside of you, it's because it's still all part of the one, Yeah. you know?
1: Well, dude, I mean, even like to kind of get personal about this, like I've lived in the Southwest. I don't have Mexican blood in me. But I re- resonate so You're much with Mexico.
0: You're one of us.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? And I was like almost <laughs> accepted at one point, you know, but like.
0: Yeah, you still are. I mean, that's what my family
1: sees. Uh, you. For, 100%. And like, I mean, I opened a taco restaurant. Like, it's to key. I love Mezcal. Like, I love the experiencing. I loved everything about the culture, the music. Um, I honestly
0: think you know more about some uh, aspects to the culture of Mexico than Mexicans that are born in the States who don't really connect to that. Right. I feel a connection to it.
1: And you know, and they might feel a little bit more Arizonan than I do. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of interesting. Like, look at Eddie V from Animus. Like, he had a Japanese baby. Like, she's Japanese, but he's not Japanese, nor was the mother of it. But like, to this day, she has... She looks more, and he is Mr. Like, even when we were working in restaurants together, all of his knives were Japanese. His cooking style was Japanese. It was very clean, it presented really well. Where my cooking style was like very American, like messy, and just like a huge, por- bigger portion than you needed. Like, people are like, Oh my gosh, why did you do this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I got excited back then. <laughs> it's like my Italian grandmother comes in, and I'm just like, You're hungry, you're too yeah. skinny. And people are like, it was just the side salad. Yeah. Um. But like his stuff, always really clean, perfect, almost like sushi, right. right? Um. And we were making quesadillas, like how you made quesadillas. These mondo quesadillas look like sushi. I don't know, but it was part of him, and it's like part of his vibration. So you know, the blood's important, but we also have to be open up that we are a incubator of experiences here, exactly. and there's so many different things like. Again, I really connect to Nordic ruins. I' fascinated by the Druids, ancient Chinese, ancient um, Dravidian knowledge. All of that resonates with me. Voodoo, like I am, you know i I am so fascinated with understanding about Voodoo and those Caribbean cult and this the the root magical practices. I know that I probably can never. Successfully conduct a ceremony, but I can still learn from it, right. and I could learn how I can kind of apply that to my own ceremony. Um, and it's this beautiful thing. So, you know, we celebrate our blood, but then we we share our blood with others, and we learn about their blood. And and in that aspect, we we approach completion. We approach God, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all part of this process. It's all what this age of Aquarius is about. It's all about our networks and understanding that we're all this beautiful expression
0: of the one thing. Right. Right. Oh, well said. Well said. Yeah. I mean, again, we're living in times that this is something you should really put an emphasis, in my opinion, in, into your life. I mean, I talk about it with my wife. I talk about it with friends and people ask me, you know, how are you getting by these difficult times? And it really just comes down to rituals and not routines. Yeah. You know, it's like what I make time for myself for and what makes me feel a little bit closer to source versus what doesn't yeah. make me feel closer to source. Yeah. And it's very easy to feel trapped in. In uh, that negligence to source based on routines. Cause yeah. we're just inundated with it. We yeah. were raised that way in this country. It's like, if you're not doing this and you're not making money and if you're not making money, then, well, then you're not doing anything with your life. And mm-hmm. you're like, what? <laughs> no, yeah. like it's not true, but it's, it's embedded somewhere in there. And, and the way we've been indoctrinated to, to believe that, you know, we're just wasting it if we're not making money or something physical right. manifested, physical, um, wealth at times. And it's just easy to get trapped in that, you know? Yeah, man. It's either get trapped in that or you get trapped in this, like, this idea of
1: creating, like, this supposed utopia with, like, an alternate reality. Right. And people are like, oh, well, I'll just sit at home for the rest of my life and put this screen on and be in paradise. And you're like, you know, at at one point, you're going to realize that you're sitting on your couch just eating bologna sandwiches. And that's going to suck. You know what I mean? That's not what this is for. This is a construct of reality. We're we're in the we're in the program right now. And this is what the program like there was a reason for it. There's a distinct reason for it. And we can look at your numbers and your natal charts for that to understand that. But we can't ignore this. You know, we can't ignore it in the blind chase of money, like you were talking about. We can't ignore it with this kind of this carrot that's being offered of like, how about you just stay forever mm. there and just put on these lens and everything will be fantastic? Oh yeah. Yeah. And you're like, huh interesting you know right nobody notices the woman in the red dress
0: yeah nobody (laughs) exactly nobody notices that um oh cool my guy well i know you got a flight to catch again um soon soon after this just a little gypsy right now yeah just
1: and you know yeah and big thanks to um big shout out to um just everybody who gave support on that costa rica trip i had a lot of celebrations when i um the passport got on time that was a crazy window we had like five minutes to make that happen, um, and um, a shout out to everybody who's like, "Well, that person gets to come to your birthday because I said the person that worked the passport office was invited to my birthday, and they am are right. just as every all these listeners are." So we'll figure out what we're Cinco doing. Cinco de for Mayo, the let's do something. Cinco de Mayo, my friend. Um, and so Costa Rica was amazing. I'm going to be heading out there um, again pretty soon, and also checking out columbia because we've heard some amazing things about columbia um but yeah my man we're we are we're looking for where you and i can have cows and chickens and wherever that is so if anybody has any suggestions we really want cows and chickens and and we want to name one of them chickens waffles
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome i'm excited for for what's coming next year also um you know we're going to be doing some traveling. I really want to get back to Mexico and I want to bring Daniel with and sort of make this connection with uh, individuals, especially um, after you just took off to to Costa Rica and back to Central America. You know, really connecting all the um, all the individuals that are helping us out through either Patreon or just the fans that are listening. I mean, we just came to seventy five episodes, amazing, and that's you know thankfully you know again we we do this with all of our heart and all of uh, our, our, well-intent, especially I do that with, with Daniel before we start the podcast, I'm always like, Hey, where are we at with this? What are we doing next? You know, let's get, let's get to a point where we take what we say and not just help ourselves to, to better apply it to our daily lives, but maybe help others. And I feel like with the alchemical counseling, you're definitely having that experience with individuals that are curious about how they can, you know, evolve in this, in this, um, in the realm that we find ourselves in. So I, I want to keep doing that. That's my intent through the podcast is just sort of putting us all in a place of not, um, of non-segregation and just sort of being like, no, we need to be the bigger connection and remove ourselves from the numbing screens that are presented to ourselves and finding something with more purpose, um, every day in our lives, you know? Beautiful. So, yeah,
1: no, I completely agree. And, uh, yeah you know one of the the last thing is just like just uh so honored to have these connections through these alchemical counseling and just meeting all the unique sovereign individuals that we have in this community and like if you thought the people in this community were cool let me tell you they are the coolest of the cats like such such great individuals all on our own journey um finding the way but it's all with this universal understanding of just helping the whole evolution of consciousness happen and what a cool thing to share with a group of individuals is your main goal is the evolution of consciousness. Like everything else just is, it's just, Oh, it's fine. Like it doesn't matter what any other viewpoint is because you come together with the largest viewpoint. Um, and so like we always say, it's just such an honor
0: to be on this journey with each and every one of you. It truly is. Um, well, cool, man. I'm going to let you get going, but, uh, you know, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Until next time then. Until next time. Cool.